Hello and welcome to another episode of the Theatre Club podcast. We're back in Alice's living room in Stone Newington, so if you can hear, again, warning for sirens, people vomiting, bins being collected. Fight, fight, fight! So this week we have got Teen of the Musical, which we've talked about a few times. Rolling in a river. Rolling on the river, not in the river. Okay, Jesus. (laughs) Sorry. Madeline finally went to see Caroline or Change. I went to see the Ballet Boys new show, and also I went to the other palace as part of their MT Fest, Musical Theatre Festival, which is actually a while ago, I just forgot to talk about it on the last episode, so I'll tell you a little sneak peek about that, because the show I saw was really good. Cool. But let's start with Alice's top tip. This is actually something that you um, brought to my attention, which is the British Theatre Academy, who are returning to the Southwark Playhouse. They've got two shows, one is called Dogfight, and one is called Once on this Island, And um, we've booked for both of them, but the one that um, I'm excited about is Once on this Island. It, um, oh, there goes the sirens. (laughs) Um, Oh, there we go. It won the 1995 Best New Musical Olivier Award and uh, had a critically acclaimed revival starring Lee Salonga. um, And it's just completed a year-long Broadway run where it was nominated for eight Tonys, winning Best Revival of Musical. So, Once in the Silent will be directed and choreographed by multi-award winning Lee Proud, and it will be staged at the Southwark Playhouse in August, so bring your fans, we know it's going to get hot. Yes. And <laughs> it's about, is it based on The Little Mermaid? Yeah, it's a sort of, I think it's a Little Mermaid-esque tale about um, a girl on a, is she a Pacific Islander, maybe? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds really good, the music's got that. From what I've heard, I've heard a few songs, it's got that kind of island feel to it, which is really nice. And this company is the same company we saw doing Bring It On, which Love. we raved about. Yeah, so it's a youth production. Yeah, it's the British Youth Theatre Academy, which when we went to see Bring It On, I was thinking, oh, is this like student kind of production? But it's a professional production with young actors, basically, who are top level. Bring It yeah. On was fabulous. I really, really hope this lives up to that level. So the British Theatre Academy will also present Dogfight in the smaller Southwark Playhouse space. Um, This is a play set in San Francisco and it's about a group of soldiers who are about to be shipped off to Vietnam. And it was adapted from a 1991 film of the same name and it previously starred in 2014 and it won the Lucille Lortel Award where it first opened in Broadway in 2012. Music and lyrics by Pascal Paul. Who's that? You don't need Pascal no. Paul, are you? Bing girl. <laughs> Pascal Paul, they wrote. The Stop great... saying Pascal Paul. Farrow and Ball. Pascal Paul. <laughs> Pascal Paul did um, lyrics for La La Land. <gasps> they also did music and lyrics oh. for The Great Showman and Dear Evan Hansen, which is the massive new show that's going to be opening in London later this year that's come over from Broadway. It's been a huge hit there. So obviously, people are very familiar with their work either from that or Great Showman. Cool. So, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see that. And I think it'll be, yeah, because of Dear Evan Hansen coming, I think it would be quite good to see a little Pascal Paul, a smaller show before Stop seeing Pascal the big... Pascal Paul. Stop saying Pascal How do you not know Pascal Paul? Pascal Paul. So those, both of those shows are at the Southwark, which is great because the ticket pricing is so reasonable. Oh, it's yeah. incredible. Sort of 12 14, pounds to... 14 pounds for previews we yeah, paid. And then the main performance is 20, 25 or something? 20, I think, then. It's brilliant. Yeah. So, and you get a great shows. view wherever you are because it's a small theatre. Yeah, and I highly recommend this company. That's yeah, a good top we love Southwark Playhouse. 
and um, maybe they will have they've got they're creating a wall just now and you can sponsor a brick and um, I've got a sponsored brick there guys I can't so wait, we so that's can gonna be in the new venue, have a look it? at that you total brick <laughs> oh, what a brick what a brick <laughs> so Alice please I've been dying we haven't talked about this yet Tina oh, the Tina. musical so I went to see Tina Turner the musical we've been all wanting to go for ages yep. but they're not doing um, any sort of ticket offers the tickets are so expensive but I heard from a friend that you can go to the box office and they have four seats a day that they sell for £10. Oh my God. Yeah. So we went, um, we were the first people there at 10am. We got them. Mm-hmm. And they're on the very top layer, which is the balcony. And you sit on the side and you're, um, you've got a barrier, um, bow, what's it called? A railing. Yeah. That goes around. So that kind of is obstructing your view, but it doesn't really matter in this show. Okay. Because it's, such a big spectacle you're not really there's so much going on you don't really miss anything so you're in the gods yeah right okay. at the top on the side <clears throat> but not like not right round at the side just sort of quarter of a way round okay and Tina Turner the musical is obviously like a biopic about her life and it is so much fun <gasps> There's oh. 23 songs of her hits in it. Jeez Louise. And they segue into them really nicely. Yeah. Some of them... Do they do it nice and easy? Yeah. Or do they do it nice and rough? <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, they, what was quite good about the way that they went into the songs was that they segued into them in... Some of them were like, and now you're watching her perform the song that she recorded with Phil Spector in the studio. You'd watch, okay. You know, so they'd do it that way. But others of them, they would do... that. She'd... You know, like she was talking about her relationship with her mother um, and how hard that was. And I think that's when they did the I Can't Stand the Rain song. Yeah. So they were just sort of... More like a classic book musical kind of... Say, using yeah. the songs, yeah. But, God, what a life she's had. Yeah. What a life. So does it properly... Do you leave... If you go into that thinking, I know nothing about Tina Turner, do you leave going, oh my God, I totally get her life? Yeah. You're like, I. you see her... It opens when she's in a church and I think she's from Tennessee and she's... The from Nutbush, little old town oh, in yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. And um, there's a little girl who plays her in the, um, she's singing in church, and this girl's voice is incredible. So you would have loved it, this little girl. And I w- went onto the website to find out the, her name, but she's not on the website in the cast oh. members. Oh. I know. And she's fantastic. She is so good. And then you see her sort of as a teenager, mm-hmm. then you see her as a night. So, you race through, she's had, and then she was like in her 40s when she actually became really famous and started doing the more rock and roll stuff. Yeah. And it did feel like they were trying to jam in such a massive amount of yeah. life Very into wise. a really short show. And yeah. you kind of, I would have liked it if I could have done with just, you know, you always um, yeah. wish they just dealt with one period of time maybe and gone yeah. into it a little bit more. Whereas, because they had so much to get through, sometimes mm. I felt like it was a little bit like, and then this happened. Yeah, and, and then, then this, this happened. happened. And some of it was, you know, it's a, I hate to use the word broad, but it was a bit broad and obvious at times. So, for example, yeah. when people were, they obviously wanted to show that there was a lot of drugs going on and yeah. she was probably getting, you know, encouraged to do drugs by Ike and other people. Mm. But people were literally, like, coming on with bags of cocaine, like, waving around, <laughs> like, should we get high? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a bit obvious and it would... I guess they don't have the time to do a nuanced scene in which it's suggested and they see her thought process and yeah. Yeah, or you know, or just have like a very subtle thing with her and her mum. They don't have time to build those scenes around. So it's really, it's her mum saying, you should have stuck with that man, even though he beat you. Literally saying stuff like that. Mm. Um, So do they they go through all the Ike stuff? Yeah, they go through all the Ike stuff. She's had a child with her first um, 
this man that she loved who was in the band. I think he was a saxophonist. But it's it's not nothing has gone into enough. Okay. You know, you sort of think you sort of want yeah. more from it. Adrian Warren is that mm. his name? Yeah, Adrian Warren. Adrian Warren is um the person that plays Tina Turner and people go to see her because yeah, Tina yeah, said that she honed her performance and because she wanted her to become Tina and we actually didn't see her because I did not realise oh. that she doesn't um, perform on Mondays or Thursdays. Oh. So, but it didn't actually matter because we had Jenny Fitzpatrick who was fantastic right. and I think she's actually going to take over now because I think oh. Adrian's going to Broadway yeah. maybe. And she was brilliant. It didn't under, understudies in the West End oh, nearly always are, especially absolutely. for a big show. It's not like some second choice. We saw the understudy for Hamilton, and he was incredible. Like the these big productions. Well, do you remember Sunset Boulevard when oh, um, yeah. Glenn Close couldn't go on, and so yeah. her understudy, and then she was fantastic. Yeah, same with Natasha Barnes, who took over in Funny Girl. Yeah, she became a star in her own yeah. right from that. Shirley MacLaine took over in the Pajama Game. That was her there first Broadway role. They've and now got to be her. good, or else yeah. you'll have people like banging the doors yeah. down, you know, wanting refunds. But I, like, that's amazing though. Was, she was so yeah, terrific. she was really good. It's such a fun show. I would definitely say go and see it. Um, and it's been completely endorsed by Tina Turner, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah. The thing I want to look into a little bit is like I felt like throughout it I didn't really. It didn't feel like there was a live band, but then at the end, the band comes on stage and you see the band yeah. and they played the last song, which everyone gets up on their feet for and the yeah. atmosphere is incredible. And I was like, were they there the whole time? Because it didn't really sound like they were. And I Sounded too slick, maybe. Yeah, like she was singing onto a backing track. It didn't wow. sound live. And then my friend who I was with was saying to me that some of the members in that band were in the original band. Oh, wow. Oh, maybe. God. Maybe they've got, like, such good musical direction and mix that, like, it's almost too good and you kind of want them to, like, be more edge live. it up a little bit more, so it sounds yeah. like I honestly didn't realise that there was a band there. It sounded mm-hmm. so good. You kind of want to mix it both, don't so you? So i definitely say go and see it. It's such a fun night out and... And those seats were worth it? Those seats are the best value. Ten pa- go and get those seats. Jesus. Yes. So what, is that every day then, huh? Yeah, every day. £10. So you turn up at 10am? Yeah, 10am. At the Bridge wow. Theatre. The only criticism I would have is it is very much a jukebox vibe in that it's very bright and shiny. Yeah. It's for people tourists. that... It's for tourists. It's for people that are like, oh, let's go on a you know, big girls' night out maybe. People have got their husbands so there. Were the audience well-behaved? Yeah, everyone was really well-behaved. Okay. People have paid a lot of money to go and see this. Yeah. Mm. But it is the people that are going for the, the birthday meal. Yeah. You know, it, it's not it's not got a lot of darkness to it. And they did yeah. race through an amazing life. So, um, but it, it is good fun. It's a great show. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I really do want to And it's playing until um, December 2019, so everyone's got time yeah. to see it. it's booking till then. I reckon there's a chance it will extend, extend again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a full house. Oh, really? But those seats, yeah. £10. I might try that then. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I absolutely it. would, yeah. yeah. What have you guys been to see? Anything else? Oh, well, I went, should I talk about this MT Fest that I went to? Because I was yes. just doing a little bit. So that was at the Other Palace. Um, and it's by uh, Paul Taylor Mills, who was the artistic director there for a little while. And he directed Heathers. Oh, loved. Um, yeah, and he's also doing Ain't Misbehaving that we're Ooh, going to see. at Southwark. At Southwark. Um, and he's done other stuff at the Southwark. He did In the Heights. Um, and he's obviously really into musical theatre and he's all about bringing new musical theatre to London. And so he set up this thing called the Musical Theatre Festival. And it's kind of works in progress, new musical theatre works, giving a voice to new musical theatres. So they were sort of um, 
Like workshopping. Workshop kind of, kind of staged readings or stage performings of... Tasters. Yeah, little tasters, basically. So I went to see two. They were, they were only four to five minutes each. So I went to see two of them in a row. I went to see The I'm a Cheerleader, the musical, which is based on the film uh, But I'm a Cheerleader. Hun, that is one of my favourite films because it's Natasha Leon. Yeah. My Amour that is in that. Yeah. That is, if, if no one's seen that film, please find that film. It's hilarious. But I'm a Cheerleader is an amazing film. So there's a musical of it. They've written the whole musical apparently, but they just performed the first half. It had Carrie Hope Fletcher in it. So when I got there, the queue to get in, because it was unallocated seating, was the queue was extensive, <laughs> full of teen fans. She's got yeah. like the biggest following ever. Um, so she was one of the characters in it. She played the Clea Duvall character. Amazing. Um, I actually don't have that much to say about it because it was it was forgettable. It's not. It's not. That. Oh, it ain't the film. It's not the film. It felt. Yeah, it made me wish I was watching the film. The mm. songs were just too, the performers were all brilliant, um, but the songs were just too forgettable. I don't know. It needs a lot of work. But Thank that's what this next. is. This is what it's about. It's about getting these new works. So hopefully, if it went to stage, it would have a lot of work done on it. But, okay. But the next one I saw was called Bloody Bloody Jessica Fletcher. <gasps> and it was a musical parody of Murder, She Wrote. That sounds like was my dream. So funny. I haven't <gasps> laughed that hard in the theatre for like a long time. I was in, I was by myself, <laughs> just in fits of laughter. Really? It was, Alice, you would have loved well, it. Well, Oscar you know, and I, you're we, obsessed we're with Murder, yeah. I'm obsessed with, yeah. Well, Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury, yeah. full stop. But also in our fantasy family that Oscar and I have, Angela Lansbury. It's the grandmother. It, well, Jessica Fletcher specifically yes. is the grandmother. And, and we live, we have a holiday home in Cabot Cove, which is where yeah. Jessica Fletcher lives. And the songs in that one were really good. They were sort of just really catchy and funny. And so they do the opening song as the opening murder. And then in the next scene, her sort of, her niece has been accused of this crime and locked up in jail and she goes to see her. And she's like, you know, where have you been, Aunt Jessica? Like... She was like, oh, I was very busy. I was... And then she starts listing off these things. And to be honest, I'm like, these are sort of weird, disparate. I was waving at a tugboat. And then I've realised it's the opening credits to Murder, She Wrote. That's amazing. I was standing in a corridor and then I saw a shadow, but it was my shadow and I was scared. And then I looked through a crack in the door and then I saw something and then I hid behind the door. And it's all those little... That's brilliant. The opening montage of Murder, She Wrote. And did it end with her typing something up at home? Yeah, it was so good. Just this would just be the best thing to see at um, like at the Soho Theatre or one of those smaller. We saw it downstairs in the kind of cabaret venue at the I other would palace. Love to it's see a this. late night show, that sort of vibe. It's just an absolute laugh riot, and I really, really hope that it picks up some traction and comes to London because I think it'd be such a huge hit. I mean, I know it's kind of niche because of Murder She Wrote. I think that's probably what's stopping it from really becoming a huge yeah. thing because it, it's a specific parody, so it's not a sure-fired hit. Yeah, but Grey but Gardens was quite niche. Yeah, not yeah, a lot yeah. of people knew about that, and that did really well. Yeah, Do you I know think who's the was... biggest Murder She Wrote fan ever? Who? RuPaul. Really? He's obsessed with it. Oh, I'm sure he's seen it. So anymore. I want, this. if Ru needs to Ru, get listening. behind this. Ru, if you're listening. <laughs> Go and see bloody, bloody Jessica Fletcher. No, just back it. Financially back it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I really just, I'm going to, again, set up a Google alert for this because if it if it comes back anywhere, does a night somewhere, it's so much fun. Oh my God, it's just man, outrageous. that sounds amazing. It's what brilliant. a great thing to have done. That was so good. So brilliant. On that note, that would be a great show to see when you've had a drink or two. So, perfect time now for cocktail hour. Excellent. Basically, I had ginger syrup left over from (laughs) the last episode. 
And as I'm sure all our listeners who rushed to make my last cocktail, they'll have their ginger syrup left over too, because it's hard to make a small amount. So this cocktail is some ginger syrup, some tequila. You can use any kind of tequila you like. I've used reposado, um, which is the darker, more aged tequila. The gold one, delicious. A little splash of agave for extra sweetness. Mm. Some fresh lemon juice, and then a little splash of preserved lemon liquor. Mm. But I'm really enjoying the mint. And fresh mint. Yeah, it's like a mojito vibe. Too. Yeah, yeah, this it's is lovely. kind of mojito vibe. Guys, summer's on the way, believe it or not. This so, is delicious, yeah, honey. I don't know. It's, it's not called anything. It's just called leftover ginger syrup drink. So let me tell you about the Ballet Boys new show. So for those who don't know, Ballet Boys is a dance company that was founded by two dancers from the Royal Ballet, Michael Nunn and William Trevitt. They founded it in 2000 when they left the Royal Ballet. They did a show called The Talent that they toured for a couple of years and they found eight kind of young dancers from various backgrounds. They weren't all like ballet trained and it kind of consisted of a couple of pieces. It sort of, the pieces changed. I think I saw it twice in that time. And then they did Young Men, which... Um, we went to see with Ruby. Yes. Did you come to that with Madeline? No, hun. Their pieces are just really interesting. It's all about men dancing together, although in Young Men there was a female dancer actually in that one. But yeah, it's all about kind of men dancing together in the duality of strength and masculinity with vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So as much as it's the strength of men lifting each other, it's the vulnerability of men being held kind of mm-hmm. by each other, which is what I really kind of like about their work. That's a Very beautiful description. Yeah, that's hell. Well done, hun. I think, I, mean, they, I think they should caption that and put it in their programme. There's a quote. Yeah. yeah, well, that's. I think that's what people are really drawn to by their work because you're not just getting, oh, men in, you know... Men don't wear tights, all that sort of tough stuff. They haven't lent too hard into that. They really show you both sides that men can be both balletic and elegant and but also strong and so this is their new piece which is called Them Us, Them Slash Us. Mm-hmm. So this one's just two pieces, it's double bill. Mm-hmm. Their last one, which I saw last year, called Fourteen Days, was um three or four different pieces created by different choreographers in the space of fourteen days. And one of those pieces has come over into this show and it's been expanded out. So that was a piece by Christopher Wilden. And for those who don't know Christopher Wilden, he's a choreographer who works at the Royal Ballet a lot. He also did An American in Paris in the West End. He's won a Tony. He's won everything. He's just like the hot choreographer. Mm -hmm. His work's brilliant. But let's start with Them, which was the first piece. And this was choreographed by the ballet boys themselves, the dancers, which is always kind of like a, ooh, like... Ugh. Letting dancers choreograph if they're not necessarily choreographers, or mm. is it going to be self-indulgent? Is it going to be not cohesive? But this was brilliant, and this is sort of showing them their work as a company, but also as individuals. So it kind of started with them dancing in unison, and then they each kind of broke off and kind of got to show their sort of personality. And then they brought in this incredible prop that was just like a big sort of rectangular frame, which they pushed about and then tipped and tilted. And, you know, so one of them would grab the bit at the bottom and the rest would tip it and it would lift that person up onto the top of of the frame. So really kind of showing the strength and athleticism and, you know, using almost like a gymnastics bar and just really physical, amazing stuff, just twisting it and turning it and running through it. And so really kind of high energy, demonstrating all of their own individual strengths and styles. And that piece was great. Brilliant music, brilliant costume. Um sort of half hour piece but yeah really got a great way to open the show um and yeah really brilliant choreography from them they'd really found a kind of cohesive 
thing to tie it all together as much as showing their individual individual Where is it on, honey? Is it Sadler's Wells? Oh, yeah. It's on at Sadler's Wells. Yeah. It's now finished. It was just a short run, so it ran from the 5th to the 9th of March, but it is going to go on tour. I'll let you know all the places it's going at the end of this, but there is still chance to see it around the UK. Sorry, the second piece, sorry, you didn't finish. Second I piece them slash us. us. Us was the second piece. So this was Christopher Wilden's. It started off as a duet um, when it premiered in 14 Days. They've expanded it out now and it has this kind of beginning where they're all dancing together and it almost has this narrative of like, reminding me of like a dystopian future, 1984, so they're all in these linen grey outfits dancing and sort of quite regimented lots of straight arms pushing the arms mm. you know that Christopher Wilden way he sort of mm. those kind of beautiful arm fan movements and but sort of very regimented quite balletic beautiful structures mm. created and then from there it kind of broke down into one man dancing he took off the outer layer of this sort of suit and was in a a more neutral colored flannel kind of top and then from there it went into the original duet in which they're stripped down even further and they're topless and it's the two men dancing together and that was kind of the highlight of the night. It was the highlight of 14 Days and it was definitely the highlight of this piece, this duet between um, Harry Prince and Bradley Waller were the two dancers. And yeah, like I said at the beginning, it perfectly encapsulated that, the sort of tenderness with the strength, the vulnerability with the sort of masculine energy. It could have been read as sort of fraternal relationship but also at the same time a kind of erotically charged relationship it kind of walked that line perfectly it wasn't overly erotic between the two of them it wasn't overly homoerotic it also wasn't overly moving away from that like no this is a piece about friends or you know it really walked that line really fine and again there's some beautiful movements the lifts the fluidity of moves from these lifts going over each shoulder rolling over each other picking each other up so it's just got this really I'd like to see it It's so, so good. And it goes off on tour all around the country. So if you're a regional listener, it's going to Bromley, Portsmouth, Newcastle, Exeter, Chester, Richmond, Guildford, Glasgow, High Wycombe, Oxford, Bristol. Oh, Richmond, I can do that. Richmond, yeah, we can do that. Well, yeah, if you're London, exactly. South South London. London. Yeah. But yeah, Richmond's not too far to get to, and it is just a really, it's just a beautiful piece of dance. And I think the ballet boys have really, with each piece I see, they kind of, really change it up they're just getting stronger every time i see them wow they're a stronger strong they're going to be like a, a massive company mm, they're going to be reckoned with yeah, yeah they are i think they're going to like historic they're going to stay a really strong company and they're going to be up there with all the big dance companies i think oh i hope so yeah so yeah that's brilliant catch it on tour if you can um or if, it, if you're london-based richmond. richmond yeah fantastic cool madeline what have you been to see so I went to see Carolina Change. Oh, what did um, you think? So obviously you guys had seen it and had raved about it and I got a ticket to see it. I think I saw their last performance, I think, actually. Is that last Saturday? Yeah, you did see that. Yeah, last it was. Um, so, controversial viewpoint alert. How much you guys had loved it and had sold it to me so much. I did love it, but I wasn't as into it, I think, as you guys were. I, I think... The staging was beautiful. Oh. I think I felt it was over long. And I think that I wanted to be an editor taking my scissors to it a little bit. I think I felt that they could have really cut a lot. Not a lot, but certainly there was 
at least eight minutes that could have gone out of it. You know, that I just felt that it was too... Oh, we feel that about everything now. We do. We I think it's one, when you when you see as much theatre as we do, you kind of do become quite critical about length. And I think that I, did, I felt the first act um, dragged and then the, the second act, yeah, I was, I was back in it. Right. I was like, wow. The, I want to talk about child actors that is one of the best shows I've seen in terms of childhood. Like next to Matilda, mm. those ch- those kids were just brilliant. The main little boy in it. Oh yeah, he um, was brilliant. He was just. He was a dream. He was. I, sorry, I don't know his name. I should look. I've looked it up, but um, I thought that he was just the energy he had, the sort of facial expressions he had, because he was. Aaron Gelkoff, we've just found out, is the young boy's yeah, name. Yeah, I've just it. found a picture, and that's who we saw do it as oh, well, and he was brilliant. He was just great. I mean, that wee boy, I, I, like, you just think, my God, he must take off. Like, I want to see that wee boy in 10 years doing something incredible. You know, he was just, his energy is sort of, his, he, he, I felt at points he was carrying this whole show and these tiny little shoulders. Um the the whole the singing's incredible the main and that was it yeah because it was the last night it was beautiful at the end the, the the whole audience on their feet clapping and the cast were crying and then they came out and then Caroline the actress what's her name Sharon D Clark Sharon D Clark so of course she was know. just amazing of course but um, she brought out flowers wee bouquets of flowers for the children Aww. and then the wee ones and they were so like taken aback by it and they were crying and the main cast were crying so it felt it was a, the atmosphere in the theatre that night was just brilliant it yeah. really was but I did feel the second act for me I thought oh thank god this picks up because yeah. I was feeling it was getting a little bit like Arr. well I think also when you go and see something with expectations yeah you know we loved it because we had no expectations yeah and it was just a more challenging and complex show than we had maybe anticipated and that was refreshing whereas maybe if someone said something's amazing you're expecting to be wowed I think it's worth saying about the musical as well as that it's not a feel-good musical no you don't leave it feeling like your spirits have been lifted it's 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 depressing in a way. It's very challenging. Yeah. It's really emotionally complex. Yeah, it's it was quite. You're right, hun. It's like you don't. It's not like come from away where you leave it and you're literally floating. You know, no. you just you leave this and you feel kind of like. But Oscar and I do but, like stuff yeah, like that anyway. We like stuff that's a little on the bit fact off key. That you've been challenged. That's kind of we a, kind of a like great that. feeling that you're like, wow, this is not what I expected. This is something that's so different and yeah. I feel like that's a real buzz to see something that you haven't seen before that's really different I think that's always great in theatre I mean your Tina the musicals are great you're getting what you went in for and you're having a great time but I do like to be challenged yeah. and to see something really different and unique and think wow I've never quite seen something like that or yeah. heard something that sounds quite like that I'd like to just mention about theatre etiquette so oh, no. I'm in circle and I'm in row B Okay, so there's a railing. So you've already kind of know that it's slightly restricted viewing because of a railing that's there. But I'm bang in the middle. Okay, if you are row A of a circle, do not lean forward. Do not lean forward. If if this this girl had a ponytail, if I'd had scissors, I would have cut it off just to spite her. Yeah, she sat forward. The domino effect of that means that I've got to sit forward. That means the row behind me are pissed off. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the ripple effect of that. I just think, 
if you in the front row just sit back sit back yeah if you can't see the very very bottom of the stage it doesn't matter just look yeah over it's it like it's just you're wearing bloody very focals you know like just get over it you've got a line there get over it don't sit and these girls in front of me are sitting forward on their elbows so they're right and they've got the kind of they're on their elbows with their um sort of it's just not thinking uh, about yeah they're not no appreciation none whatsoever and they were so frustrated and i said to the girl i tapped her at one point i said can you sit back i said because i'm having to sit and she just sort of sneered at me and i thought oh i'm gonna mention you on my podcast but um yeah i just it was <laughs> you'll see, you'll yeah. see. i think theatres have responsibility and props to I the windons theatre because when i went to see people places things at the beginning, they came and did a big announcement and they said, if you're on the front rows of the circle, do not lean forward. Good for them. And they them. told everyone because people don't know. These young girls, I don't know, they probably just didn't even think because no, they've probably oblivious. never been to the theatre. They're completely oblivious. They've never been very many times, not enough times to have ever sat behind someone and remembered what it was like. So I think it's the theatre should just say, please turn up all yeah. of our phones. Gutless if you're in the front of the circle, do not wage. lean forward. I want to be an usher just so that I can be militant and t- go and tell people off. Yeah, yeah. But actually, they should do an announcement at the beginning, like Wyndham's did. Mm. Don't lean forward. Sit back, sit up. Yeah, sit back and sit up. Anyway, rant over. And that over. was our new segment, Madeline's Musings. That's Madeline's, <laughs> Madeline's rant. Musings. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about Jill Wesh plays, musicals, um, we just need to mention that Fiddler on the Roof, <gasps> that yes. had a sold-out run at the Mernier Chocolate Factory, is transferring to the West End. Oh. It's also the first time that Alice has ever said the Menia Chocolate Factory correctly. I and not the called it the Chocolate, chocolate Menia. Menia Factory. Yeah. I know, and as I did so that, So that's a mitzvah, basically, <laughs> in Yiddish. So, um, Trevor Nunn is directing, it had like five star reviews, mm-hmm. um, it was sold out, so I'm really excited to see it. And it's going to the Playhouse, it's where Carolina Trade was on. Don't sit forward. Um, we don't know much about ticketing yet. I've just had a quick look on the website, and it is expensive. You're looking at sixty nine to one hundred and fifty three. Jesus Christ! It's pricey, ladies. But they always do well. Carolina Change, the last couple of shows they've done again. Day seats in person or today's ticks have always I done a rush. I will come back to you when I found out some more information on that. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that because I have never seen Fiddler on the Roof. But yeah, that's all to look forward to. Fantastic. So, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And please follow us on Instagram at... Theatre Club Podcast. And please look at our Twitter, which is... At Theatre Club Pod. And please subscribe to us on whatever podcast, listening, subscribing app thing that you have iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify wherever you find your podcasts indeed Um, so till next time and hopefully next time we'll be back with Ruby as well yes we'll be reunited we'll be reunited as a foursome like the Beatles speak to you later guys bye thanks for listening bye bye mazel tov (laughs) 